What a matchup. And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS and an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the hour to empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. 
Welcome to the show, folks. Hope you had a wonderful St. Patrick's Day yesterday. Hope you really celebrated and um, had so much fun that you can't wait for it to show up again next year. I want to refer you to our show in our archives uh, on yesterday's date, obviously, March 17th, uh, called Pastor Timothy Henderson Celebrates St. Patrick's Day. So that's what we did yesterday with the pastor, and the show was so extraordinary. It was chosen as one of Blog Talk Radio's top picks of the day, literally, of all the shows that they have. Uh, This show is picked as one of the favorites of the day, so I strongly invite you to listen and further your celebration of St. Patrick's Day uh, by listening to that show today. Again, in our archives, Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. Folks, regarding today's show, let me start with a quote by Nelson Mandela. He said, I am not a saint unless you think of a saint as a sinner who keeps on trying. Are you a saint or a sinner? On today's show, we will acknowledge some very popular saints and what they are known for. We talked about St. Patrick yesterday, who is widely known for bringing Christianity to Ireland. We talked about Mother Teresa, who devoted her life to the care and service of the poor. We will acknowledge many other popular saints today. We will also talk about the sinners. By our definition, it's people who drink and drive and put their life in jeopardy along with others on the road. We will talk about people who can set a house on fire because of carelessness with a cigarette, not to mention the fact that they should not be smoking anyway. St. Augustine says wrong is wrong, even if everybody is doing it, and right is right, even if nobody is doing it. Right or wrong, saint or sinner, you choose your path. Hopefully, you will choose the positive path and do your part to making a difference in the world, one positive action and one person at a time. Without further ado, I'm happy to introduce to you my partner in talking about saints and sinners, the Honorable Pastor Timothy Henderson, who has preached in the um, the uh, the Seventh Adventist Churches for more than 30 years. Welcome to the show once again, Timothy Henderson. Always love it when you're on the show. Always have my notebook and pen ready to take notes from the wise words that you set forth each time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Joyce, and good morning to you and to all of those who are following Joyce. Barry and friends around the world, it is a real pleasure for me to join you on today's show, Saints and Sinners. And truly, I had a marvelous time on yesterday, and uh, today's uh, presentations, I'm sure, are going to be just equal as well. I want to begin this morning with a poem by Maya Angelou, and it's entitled, I Am a Christian. And I think it fits nicely as we begin this all-important topic Saints and sinners. The point reads. I'd love to hear it. I love Maya Angelou. Please go ahead. Very well. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not shouting, I'm clean living. I'm whispering, I was lost. Now I'm found and forgiven. When I say I am a Christian, I don't speak to this with pride. I'm confessing that I stumble and need Christ to be my guide. 
When I say I am a Christian, I'm not bragging of success. I'm admitting I have failed and need God to clean up my mess. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not claiming to be perfect. My flaws are far too visible, but God believes I'm worth it. When I say I am a Christian, I still feel the sting of pain. I have my share of headaches, so I call upon his name. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not holier than thou. I'm just a simple sinner who received God's good grace somehow. I wow. think he sets the tone for our topic today that suggests in her desire to be the best that she can be, she also understands her humanness and understands also the part that God plays in assisting, enabling, and encouraging us to be empowered to do the right thing for the right reason. I love that. And, Joyce, your response to that? Oh, my response to that is I thought it was absolutely awesome. And, folks, when I, I said on yesterday's show, you don't have to be Irish to appreciate St. Patrick's Day. You don't have to be Christian to appreciate the incredible words of Maya Angelou. There's such a message in that. And that's one of my goals. I know it's the pastors also to open up other possibilities for you. Uh, it's not about black or white or religion, which religion you are, but appreciate Appreciating that which you are and appreciating that of others as well. We can learn so much from each other. So I just want to say as a Jewish person, I found that awesome. Well, Joyce, thank you. One of the things that um, you share often is the fact that we want this to be a fun presentation as well as a learning experience, but also challenging uh, as well. And I'm just going to share a few anecdotal things today from my own personal life and um, believe that they are very important to people in life as a whole. Serving as a pastor in a congregation, sometimes people put you on a pedestal and they somehow think that you are, I don't know, beyond human. And I recall when my wife became pregnant with our son, our third child, how there was an aghast in the congregation when I announced that she was pregnant. And I thought for a moment, do they not realize that pastors and their wives have sexual relations and that they can produce a child? <laughs> it was almost as if it was, uh, you know, a misnomer or, or something ultra human that we were not supposed to be doing. But it, it was really uh, interesting. But I, I share that to say this. Uh, one of the things that I do when I come into a new congregation, I try to set the tone as to what they can expect from me and what I expect of them. And I call it reconciliation of expectations. And I've learned that oftentimes people have differences because they're operating from two different sets of expectations that have never been reconciled to the point where we've agreed that I expect this of you, you expect this of me, and we're both clear as to what those expectations are. However, when they are not clarified and we're working from two different pages, then we, 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 we have the situation where we're operating and judging each other based on different stations. So I, I learned to always state very clearly uh, this aspect about my children whenever we came to a new congregation, and I would say to them, you know, my children are angels. 
And you know also that there are two types of categories of angels. They are good and bad. And then I say, on any given day, my children are both good and bad. They are saints and sinners. What I wanted people to understand was the fact that my children are just human, and they will do things that children do. And sometimes they do the right thing, and many times they'll do the wrong thing. So don't misjudge them or, as it were, evaluate them from a different light than you would, quote, unquote, someone else. And I would tell my children, you have privilege, but with privilege come responsibility. And you have obligations that go beyond what you may normally do. And I want us to know in a larger context as human beings operating in a civil society, sure, we have responsibilities that are our personal responsibilities. But I think Joyce today's show is going to deal with the fact that we also have obligations beyond ourselves to the extent that there are individuals who are careless, sometimes indifferent, and sometimes maybe through ignorance. Nevertheless, there are negative consequences to their actions. And with that, I'd like to deal with some of those things that you mentioned earlier as it relates to uh, drunk driving and the potential that all too often we know where families sometimes, many times, have lost family members due to uh, drunk driving and the consequences of that. Would you like to enlarge on that, George? Well, I actually uh, had this happen rather close to me. It was my cousin. He was 21 years of age. Mm. Uh, He was in a college dorm, and uh, he was feeling sick this particular night. It was cold. It was snowy. His parents called, and they said, let us pick you up. Stay with us for the weekend. We'll take care of you. And he said, no, Mm -hmm. I'll just hang out here at the dorm. And the next thing that happens is Gal comes over to him, and she says, I really want some bear. Will you come with me to go get it? Now, Mind you, she has several others in the dorm to go, and nobody wanted to venture out in that weather. And my cousin was the kind of kid that he didn't want to say no to anybody. So there he was sick, pulled himself out of bed, and she said, I'll do the driving. They got in the car. It was snowy. It was icy. She put her foot on the gas, and I don't know, within 10 feet, she hit a tree, and he got killed. Mm. He got killed. She already had a few. She came out unscathed. He um, and so my his parents uh, got the call at about two in the morning to go to the hospital, and he was already gone. So there's an example of aiming to please. He didn't feel up to it. He didn't want to, but he didn't want to say no to her, even though all the others in that dorm had said no. It was so important for her to have another drink that they get in a car on a horrible, horrible night. And within five minutes of being in the car, he was gone. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I, so uh, she became uh, his mom became very active in Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving. So we're starting off here talking about the uh, sinners, and then we'll transition into the saints. But that's an example of what I call a sinner. Uh, some, you know, you might have all your own definitions. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's a wife or possessions, whatever that one might be. I'm not quite sure. But that's what I want to touch on today, things that the average person does without thinking about it, and the next thing you know, you have a major tragedy. You know, along the line of driving and highway driving, particularly interstate driving, um, unfortunately, um, uh, during my college days, um, 
there were several individuals following each other, and apparently they made uh, an incorrect turnoff. And instead of going to the next interchange where they could make a proper uh, turnaround, they chose to use what they consider uh, police turnarounds or emergency vehicle turnarounds that suggest no U-turns. Unfortunately, the second car that came into the U-turn and going the opposite direction than they were traveling were wiped out by an 18-wheeler. All six individuals were killed in the car. And, again, it's these simple things of following the rules. And I know in a society today there are people who believe that they are invincible, they are, quote, unquote, God unto themselves, and they can just do things willy-nilly the way they want to. But when we understand the larger picture, rules and policies and regulations aren't there to stymie us, but it's to help us to have a more civil, sane, and safe and secure environment. And when an individual unilaterally on his own chooses to ignore, chooses to, you know, cancel or make void uh, those rules for their own personal convenience or their own personal interests, it put individuals at risk. And I know we all attempt it from time to time to do that, but we have to be disciplined as a society to realize that the rules are for everybody. And even if others break the rule, doesn't give us license to do and go and do likewise. And I'm just grateful for parents who taught us, even when it came to uh, being in public, when it came to people serving us at a meal or a banquet or what have you. Uh, if you got something fine, if you didn't get anything, we have food at home, to the extent that we always had to get at the end of the line. And I thought it was cruel and unusual punishment, but I'm so grateful that we learn that there are policies and rules and regulations all throughout life that provide for us a safety net and a safe, a safe environment by which we all can have uh, security, we all can have a chance of living to be old and gray, quote-unquote, uh, and living a full, happy life. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity today uh, to share just common uh, sense objectives and as um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt suggests, common sense is not at all common, unfortunately. <laughs> I like say, that. <laughs> I haven't is, heard that one. All right. But needless to say, we, we, we need to, to do that. Um, I don't Before know we know, move past the, the drinking and driving, I just want to stay with the car sure. for a moment. Also, sure. we're talking about texting and driving, mm. eating and yeah. driving, putting on makeup yeah. and driving, and wow. not following the st speed restrictions. That extra minute that you think you're going to save can cause quite a pileup in the car. I just want to say uh, I don't drive. I never had a license, didn't want to drive, because I always said if God wanted wanted us to drive, we would have eight eyes, is how I felt. <laughs> I didn't want to drive. Uh, but I have spoken to so many people in Florida drivers, and they said, which I concur, they've never seen worse drivers. People cut you off to save a cent a second without signaling to save a second. Uh, almost, you see so many cars on the road with dents in there, uh, in the car, major dents where you know somebody hit them. And I just want to say again, this is something that hit home. Uh, that not too long after we moved to Florida, my sister is such a cautious driver. 
driver. She's an excellent driver, and she already had signaled. She was already in the left turn, just the turn that would take us right into my community. And lo and behold, this guy just—he was eating a sandwich. We know that because mm. the, we saw it all over the floor in the car after he rammed into her, totaled her car, which she loved, didn't have that many miles on it, literally totaled the car. And mm-hmm. uh, just to save that extra second or not being focused or not being uh, paying attention. And I see it on the road all the time. I have a friend that when he visits Florida, my friend John Bell, he's a regular on our show. He indeed is my favorite radio personality of all time. And he says whenever he gets in the car in Florida, he prays to God that he'll be safe. He literally prays every time he gets in the car. I've just never seen what people will do to save that second. So I I didn't want to leave about driving because they they say that's pretty much uh, prevalent of the number of significant deaths that would be amongst the top one or two. And least of all, or most of all, don't forget to wear your seatbelt. That is a must. Okay, back to you, Pastor. I just wanted to expand on that before sure. we move forward and address the saint, the sinners in the car. <laughs> well, one of the aspects that um, came home to me as relates to driving is that parents or adults uh, would be smoking in a car with infants or children and how this captive audience cannot escape the uh, secondhand smoke that is going on in a car. A few years ago in California, it is banned for adults or individuals to smoke in a car carrying children, which I think is an excellent rule because we know the effects of secondhand smoke and the debilitating effect that it has on individuals. And, again, it's all about being consciously aware that we definitely do not live in a bubble, that all of our actions will have a consequence not only with us but with others around us, and to be a bit more cognizant of the fact that we live in a society where we need to be responsible and accountable to each other. And I hope that today's show, Saints and Sinners, doesn't necessarily make anyone totally uncomfortable, but also registers the fact that we can make conscious choices, that even though we may have behaved in a manner typically in terms of our past, but that's just that, our past. We can make uh, new uh, boutons in our uh, mental uh, capacity and began to do things differently. One thing that um, I find interesting is that many times parents do not buckle their children into their seatbelts properly or even uh-huh. buckle them at all and would take a chance, even if it's just going around the corner to a convenience store, uh, to just leave them in that precarious position. And um, we just need to take all the precautions necessary. And as you stated, you know, Time is just that. It's all we have. And taking the time to do it right the first time, as my father often said to me, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, you definitely do not have time to do it right, overdo or redo, or to do it a second time. So learning to take the time to do it right, uh, always, you know, being cautious and careful and looking out for one's safety uh, works in uh, everyone's benefit. Uh, one other aspect about parenting, before I leave this aspect, Joyce, is the fact that as parents, we need to learn to respect our children. 
you know, oftentimes we think we are older, therefore we have entitlements, and children don't have entitlements. But if we respect our children and we often want to demand respect from them, then in order for them to learn respect, we have to give them respect. And these are aspects that I find uh, sometimes missing in our community at large where children are disrespectful and they learn disrespect simply from parents who are disrespectful to them. Yeah, that's just like kids who are abused. Uh, their parents were abused. So rather than trying to turn all that around, they yes. just like on automatic pick up the abuse as well. I just want to reference something you said a moment ago, and that was about uh, secondhand smoke. And this mm-hmm. happened while I was living in New York City in the days when they had phone booths. And I was passing mm-hmm. the phone booth on the corner, and I see this man holding a baby in his arm as he's talking on the phone, and he's smoking and blowing that smoke into the baby's face. And I saw it and I had to stop and say something. I said, sir, this is really none of my business. I said, you've got an infant in your arms and you're blowing your smoke right in the baby's face. And he says to me, you're right. It is none of your business. I would have appreciated if he said, you're right. I I didn't even realize I was doing that. So he says, instead, you're right. It is none of your business. That's my definition of a sinner. Things like that, things that can easily change in that moment. While he had the baby in his arms, he didn't have to smoke. And getting back to children, you take that extra moment to make sure everything is okay. It's the child that picks up a loaded gun that you put down, and it accidentally goes off, and the next thing, the child is dead. So you're sitting at your pool. You turn around for a second, or you run in the house to answer a phone. In the days when we didn't have a cell phone with us everywhere, the next thing, the child gets into the pool and drowns. So the there's so many things. You leave your cleaning products in, in a room that's not childproof, and the kid drinks it and has and has, is poisoned. Uh, you use a sharp knife, and it's on a counter, but the child could reach that counter. So there's so many things where all it takes is that extra moment, that extra moment, and it takes focus. You have to really think about it. You really have to look back, and probably one of the worst is you get in your car, and you don't see the child or the pet that's behind the car that got out of the house mm. and is behind the car and you run them over. And I've heard that one many, many times, you know, via the news. Thank God I don't know anyone personally. But those are the things where it's that extra moment could mean the difference between a life and a death. Absolutely, Joyce. And my heart really goes out. And as I shared with you a few months ago, my cousin uh, lost his son to an accident in the home that was preventable. And um, the young baby, less than three years old, um, died. And it was a horrible experience. And it was a matter of just not securing a television uh, properly in the home and uh, the child not being supervised uh, properly. And the television fell on him. And it just breaks my heart uh, for that to have happened. And, again, it's how old was the child? Required. How how he old was, was the child? Two and a half years old. Two and a wow, half so years he, old. So he or she had enough strength just to touch it sufficient that it fell over. Yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately. How sad um, is that? Uh, believe you me, it, it took a lot of wind out of me. Matter of fact, it was right after Christmas. Um, 
when it occurred uh, just before New Year's. Um, and again, those type of events during that time of year is something that we'll always remember. And it would be a mm-hmm. sad note uh, for every holiday that comes uh, because of that. I want to share something that I found uh, recently that says, don't yell at your kids. Learn to lean close and whisper, it's much scarier. Yes. You know, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Pastor, what I want to do is, if you have any others just about this, the sinners before we spend the next half of the show on the saints, because we like to leave people in a positive tone, uh, anything Absolutely. else you want to say? I mean, again, these are, these are the kind of things that could easily be avoided, as the pastor was saying with that little child, easily. Uh, you just take that extra moment to focus and think about it. So anything else what? before we move on to the more positive side of the show? Well, one other thing I want to add, as relates to um, attitudes of individuals, and I ask the question, why do individuals conform to or resort to negative behavior simply because, for example, I will not give 100% because my coworker doesn't give 100%, or I will treat you negatively because you treated me negatively, or you will get only as good as you give to me. You know, life as it relates to making a positive difference, we have to flip the script, so to speak, and realize that we all are going to be held accountable for our time, our talent, and our treasure as to what we did with what we had, irrespective of other people around us. In other words, the conditions and context in which I operate will be singularly uh, presented as my case, so to speak, without regard to what others were doing around me. And I can recall hearing my parents uh, whenever there was um, trouble or situation where there were negative consequences, my parent would first ask me, what did I tell you to do? And the second thing was, What did you do? And it all comes back, no matter what people do around us, we have a responsibility of being disciplined to the point where we do the right thing for the right reason without referencing or giving uh, in to negative consequences or negative uh, vibes around us. And I I know sometimes it's difficult to resist. Uh, How many times have drivers gotten in trouble uh, throwing up the bird finger, so to speak, just because someone else did something to them. Uh, so learning how to not respond negatively in a negative environment, I think, is a great uh, uh, code of conduct that we all can emulate and uh, one that we should follow. I agree, and it takes self-control, and sometimes it's as simple as counting to ten and breathing. Yes, <laughs> so true, Absolutely. You know, I um, think of that horrible thing in the movie theater not too long ago uh, when this man was texting to his child. The movie had yeah. not started yet. All he was doing yeah. was texting. The guy behind him, uh, who was a, a former police officer who suddenly should know better, just lost it, yelled at him. The, the guy texting threw popcorn at him. The next thing is the gentleman behind him, or I shouldn't use the word gentleman, 
the 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 sinner behind him shot him dead mm-hmm. a man in his early 40s he killed him yeah. over an yeah. argument that ensued all it takes is breathing and counting to 10. So before we proceed to the next half of the show, uh, let me just share something that surely will put you in the ranks of, of saints, and that is by listening to this show every day. There's an extraordinary and fun-filled way to make sure you always have a positive day. Listen to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one radio show, Weekdays live at 11 a.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Her coach's corner has memorable quotes and life lessons with objectives. Some of her guests entertain, while others offer valuable perspectives. You'll hear important ways to improve your health and wonderful ways to increase your wealth. Learn about business opportunities and healthy products galore. Don't miss a show. Tune in daily to hear what else is in store. Your mind will be stimulated and your heart will be captivated. You'll be informed and educated while you're inspired and motivated. Enjoy the lively conversation and fascinating views. Hear valuable suggestions and great ideas for you to use. Be sure to refer your family and friends because they'll want to know about Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. And folks, before we proceed to the show, this show, which we will talk about saints, and I'll give you some of my favorite quotes about that, please take a moment and listen to yesterday's show. It was celebrating St. Patrick's Day, and we did that with this Pastor Henderson as well, this wonderful, wonderful, special gentleman and pastor. So that was in our archives, and it was picked as one of the best shows of the day by Blog Talk Radio. I also want to refer you to two more shows that I did with Pastor Henderson, What I Learned from the Bible on February 18, and Do You Know the Bible on February 25th. Once again, in the archives, Joyce Barry and Friends, What I Learned from the Bible on the 18th and February 25th, Do You Know the Bible. And it's such an interesting way uh, to learn that which you didn't know about the Bible and to verify that which you did because we offer lots of fun, light, trivia questions. So I want to refer you to those shows as well, which are indeed timeless. Here are just a few quotes from saints, and then we'll talk about some popular saints and what they're known for. St. Augustine of Hippo says, what does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy. It has eyes to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like. St. Francis of Assisi says, Lord, grant that I might not so much seek to be loved as to love. St. Francis de Sales says, you learn to speak by speaking, to study by studying, to run by running, to work by working, and just so you learn to love by loving. All those who think to learn in any other way deceive themselves. St. Catherine Labor says, one must see God in everyone. 
my goodness, what a world we'd have if we saw God in everyone. Blessed Mother Teresa says, we cannot do all great things, but we can do small things with great love. And this one also by Blessed Mother Teresa of Calcutta, we can cure physical diseases with medicine, but the only cure for loneliness, despair, and hopelessness is love. There are many in the world who are dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more who are dying for a little love. Let us Mm. not be satisfied with just giving money. Money is not enough. Money Mm. can be got, but they need your hearts to love them. So spread love everywhere you go. So here is someone so extraordinary. She wasn't giving them money and millions and and any of that. She gave her heart, her soul, and touched every person along her path. Back to you, Pastor. Trust that is truly amazing. And, um, you know, the whole aspect of life, again, from nature, we learn how to give, how to be generous. And talking about saints, um, I came across this uh, quote uh, that my cousin sent me this morning. It's called The Definition of a Nurse. And I believe in the hospital setting or in the health profession, uh, nurses today are truly sometimes not appreciated. And I would also suggest that teachers in the classroom also would fit in that category. You know, we have a love affair with first responders, uh, police persons, our military and we all get all, you know, teary-eyed about them and what they do. But these are unsung heroes, nurses and teachers, who do the ordinary in an, un, uh, in an inordinary way, or an extraordinary way, I should say. And here's the definition. It says, the definition of a nurse. It says, to go above and beyond the call of duty, the first to work and the last to leave, the heart and soul of caring a unique soul who will pass through your life for a minute and impact it for an eternity, an empowered individual whom you may meet for only a 12-hour period, but who will put you and yours above theirs. I think as it relates to individuals uh, who are truly saints, who may never be celebrated by way of their names being placed in a history book, or the name on a billboard, or anyone giving them, as it were, testimonial. But these are individuals who are unsung heroes who are in the trenches on a daily basis doing yeoman tasks for individuals who basically can't do for themselves. And so to nurses and teachers, my hat's off to you. I, I have this quote uh, that I received from my cousin again. It says, I learned to give not because I have much, but because I know exactly how it feels to have nothing. And many times we see having nothing as meaning money or being monetary. But having nothing sometimes can mean I don't have a friend or I don't have someone who is friendly towards me or I live in a situation where I feel as if I'm an island unto myself. There are many things that individuals may be void of that do not necessarily represent money or is monetary, but things that are so significant as having a a true friend, an individual who can share the worst of you and they never judge you, and you never hear it again. We need individuals around us 
as parents, to be able to be non-judgmental of our children or to stereotype them by saying you're like your no-good dad or you're not like your, 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 your no-good mother, et cetera, et cetera. Those are not positive reinforcements. And so we want to uh, be uh, unsung heroes in a positive light, doing what we do in the trenches, not looking for accolades or our names and bright lights, but to be individuals who know that what we do will not only have an immediate impact, but truly will have an impact for many, many years to come. Matter of fact, it is stated that we don't really know whether or not we did a great job of parenting until we see our grandchildren. That is, have our children learn from us to the extent that they now can pass it on to their grandchildren or to, quote-unquote, their children, who, in fact, would be our grandchildren. So it's a beautiful uh, thing in life when we are able to be, as Joyce stated earlier, disciplined and exercising self-control and make positive choices against the negative ones and realizing that sometimes you may not get an immediate reward, you may not get the immediate, quote-unquote, pat on the back, but know that in the long run it will make a quantifiable difference and individuals will recognize it because it's from the heart. And by the way, folks, that brings us to the law of karma, that when you give uh, and you give unconditionally, you're not even thinking about it returning to you. It Just know that it does. It may not return to you from the same person or organizations or that you contributed to, but it is what goes around comes around, however that works out in the universe. I truly do believe in the law of karma and that what you give in turn touches something someone who touches someone who touches someone, and then it comes full circle and comes back to you. So I truly do believe in that. Uh, I would like to uh, have you talk about some of the famous saints and what they're known for. Let's just start with St. Patrick, because it, that's what inspired the show today, indeed, uh, given the holiday yesterday. So why don't we start with St. Patrick, and of course he's known for bringing Christianity to Ireland. But anything else you want to say on that, and then some of the others that people might know about, and what you pray to them for sure absolutely you know um when it comes to um saints in the traditional sense or the conventional sense um these are individuals whose lives uh have demonstrated again the beauty of service um i want to share just a brief antidote uh joyce uh, from a sermon that dr martin luther king preached a number of years ago entitled the uh, the instinct of a drum major or the drum major's instinct. And the thrust of that message deals with the fact that in order to be great, we have to learn how to serve. In order to be great, we have to learn how to serve. And each of us, in one way or another, have the drum major instinct, the leader of a band, the one that wants to be out front, the one that wants to be celebrated. But he concludes that in order to be great, we have to learn how to serve or learn how to be a servant. And, George, you're absolutely right when it comes to karma. Uh, scripture suggests, give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. At the end of the day, you will get times more than what you gave when you give unconditionally 
and you give without a thought to receive anything back in return. And you're absolutely right. So this is what makes saints, quote, unquote, venerable, uh, individuals that we look up to, individuals that we want to mimic and emulate in our own lives. I mentioned a few yesterday, Joan of Arc, but today I want to talk about St. George, who is known as the patron saint of Boy Scouts, of field workers, of lepers, skin disease, of soldiers, shepherds, uh, agricultural workers, and farmers. When we think about these individuals, many times we don't ever think about how the food that we purchase in the grocery store, in the marketplace, gets there. What did it take in order for us to be able to get products, meat products, vegetable products, snacks, drinks, juices, fruit, all of those things just don't appear, and they don't come out of a warehouse either. (laughs) They come out of the ground. And someone had to labor to make that happen. And St. George is the patron saint for field workers and for agricultural workers and for farmers. And these individuals truly hold the key to society's thriving. One of the reasons we have such poverty around the world as it relates to malnutrition is the fact that these countries are not able to produce enough food to feed the, the people. And uh, we're fortunate here in the United States to where our grocery shelves are full. Not only are they full, we have varieties upon varieties, and we have so many, so many choices. And we even have the beauty of prepackaged foods that we don't even have to cook as, as much or prepare. Uh, they're just there at our fingertips. So uh, St. George, uh, whose name my father's named after, um, is a saint for those type of workers. This is one that I, I really appreciate also, and this is uh, St. Mary Magdalene. She's the patron saint of pharmacists, perfumers, and for hairdressers. And the reason I like this is because, you know, ladies like to look pretty. Ladies like to present themselves in a very uh, pleasing and acceptable manner. And sometimes um, they're individuals who go overboard, uh, but at the same time, there's nothing more pleasant than an individual who's well-groomed, an individual who um, is, you know, dressed nicely, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the aspects that I deal with as it relates to marital counseling is that many times when couples get married, uh, they don't necessarily care for themselves in as immaculate state as they once did before they got married. But as I tell couples, what it took to get her or him, it takes more to keep them. So don't change on your spouse. And St. Mary Magdalene is an individual uh, that is celebrated uh, as relates to uh, caring for the physical body and offering uh, things that make women feel very nice and good about themselves. Another individual uh, that I think we need to give homage to is St. Joseph. Uh, He's the saint of families, uh, the patron saint for carpenters, for married couples, for laborers, for housekeepers. Also, he's the uh, patron saint for the universal church and even a happy death. And I say that to say this as relates to death. Death is a part of life. 
it's something that will happen to all of us at some point in time in our lives. And there's nothing, I think, more sad than for individuals to dread death by way of fear, by way of some sense of, um, of, of regret or to the point where they want more time to get their lives, quote-unquote, right or get something right between themselves and another. But the patron saint, St. Joseph, uh, prepares individuals to have a happy death, uh, a time where you are not at all caught up with what you didn't do, what you wish you had time to do, but you're able to face the inevitable in a manner, I think, that suggests dignity, that suggests a sense of understanding my mortality, and being able to embrace that. And I understand individuals whose lives are cut short by way of accident or disease or individuals who may have uh, been the victim of a homicide. Uh, those kind of things are unfortunate. They're very tragic. But I'm speaking of death in the fullness of life where we've been able to uh, enjoy some of the good things of life. And if not, we still are able to face death in a very responsible manner. And this is a topic I think uh, oftentimes individuals don't want to talk about as if somehow if I talk about it, it's going to happen to me. Well, whether you talk about it or not, it's going to happen uh, sooner or later. Not to be morbid, but one thing I do know that um, individuals can live a happy life and they can pass from this life in a very happy manner. And St. Joseph is an individual that does that. And I have one more choice before I turn it back to you. And I love the fact that St. Anne is known as the patron saint of grandmothers, mothers, housewives, housekeepers, and women in labor. Oftentimes, we don't appreciate women. And I think um, there's a political discussion about whether or not women should be paid as much as men in the workplace when they do the same work or the same kind of work. And I think it is an injustice for anyone to perpetuate the fact that if a woman makes as much money as a man, that she would be less respectful of him. I've learned that when you give and you give from a consciousness of value and giving, as it were, what a person deserves, granted they may be a bit cynical by being somewhat uh, hostile or resentful or aggressive or too aggressive. But chances are when people learn that they are valued for who they are and the monetary compensation uh, is consistent with that, then I believe definitely you'll get more back. And I can say that uh, individuals who may have been married to wives who made more than the husband, I don't think they – were any different by way of their attitude of being in the home. Uh, many of them give more, and they are in a position to give more. So let's thank St. Anne, who is the patron saint for grandmothers, mothers, uh, for women in the workplace. And I just want to close this section with the fact that grandmothers are just precious individuals. And uh, I was fortunate to have several grandmothers uh, my mom's side, my dad's side, and also I have one great-grandmother, and um, she is truly an individual that I love dearly. Her name is Judy, and I could call her Judy, um, and, and we spent many, many days together as a teenager, me being a teenager. She's well into her 80s and 90s, but uh, an individual I love dearly. So those are a few joys of uh, some, 
things that uh, have demonstrated in their lives the importance of service uh, to one's fellow man. Well, it's interesting you brought up grandmothers because <clears throat> I realize we do shows on moms, on teenagers. We never devoted a show to grandmothers, and I, I'd like to do that. That Again, I got inspired out of this show. And I say that because the person in this world that I was closest to more than anyone was my grandmother I lo- mm. on my mom's side. I loved her so much, and, and I visit her quite often. Uh, but one of my favorite quotes of all times was something that came from her. I always would stand real close to her whenever I saw her and just tell her how much I loved her. And Mm. she said to me, you never have to say you love me. One heart feels the other. And that is truly my favorite (laughs) quote of all time. One heart feels the other. And she had about 14 grandchildren, about 18 great-grandchildren. And I don't know if it was something she said to me that she said to all of them, but she did say to me, don't tell anyone, but you are my favorite. (laughs) So to this day, I wonder if that's what she said to all of them, but I truly suspect that it was something she said to me because the love just oozed out of me just in being in her presence. So I just wanted to throw that in. And I just wanted to say a few saints. Um, uh, I just want to mention a few. One of my favorites, because I call on him so much, is St. Anthony, the patron saint of lost things. And Mm -hmm. I love this little verse. Something's lost and can't be found. Please, St. Anthony, look around. Dear St. Anthony, I pray, bring it back without delay. I do pray to St. Anthony uh, for lost things. And he does a great job of helping me find them. And oftentimes we hear about saints that are male. Mostly they are male. So let me just mm-hmm. mention, and I, I touched on this briefly yesterday's show as well, uh, some women saints. Uh, St. Francis de Sales is the patron saint of authors, journalists, and writers. So I have to remember to pray to her when I start writing my books. I've had two books roaming around in my head for decades and just haven't had the time to just get it to paper. St. Isidore of Seville, patron saint of computers and the Internet. That's St. Isidore. Uh, You mentioned that one yesterday, Pastor. Mm -hmm. St. Catherine of Bologna, patron saint of art. St. Monica, the patron saint of married women and mothers. So um, I've often also heard this question. People ask, why say prayers to saints? Shouldn't all our prayers be to God? Praying to the saints is praying to God in a fundamental way. We're praying to those who can ask God to help us in our various needs in accordance with his will. When you ask someone to pray for you, are you are you worshiping that person? Of course not. It's the same when we ask the saints to pray for us. In our mm-hmm. prayers to saints, we ask them to put in a good word for us with God in heaven. They are not the focus of our worship. God is. And I got this. This um, from I saw that on the internet. I don't want to take credit for something that I didn't uh, write myself. Um, I have to see what the source was on that, but it was an incredible article on the internet. While I look to see who the source is, uh, Pastor, why don't you, as we close out the show, talk about how to emerge from the saint, sinner to the saint? You have some ideas on what that would take. You know, Joyce, uh, all that you've shared here today is amazing. And I just want to share an antidote that uh, my sister shared with me a few weeks ago. 
uh, about this whole thing of sharing and giving. She was in Washington, D.C. on business, and uh, one evening uh, she thought that she would like to have some soft-serve ice cream from McDonald's, which was about a block away from our hotel. So she proceeded to um, walk uh, down the street to the hotel, uh, to the uh, restaurant, and um, before she walked in, there was a gentleman there, a homeless individual, who asked for some change. And to his amazement, she said, um, come on inside. Uh, let me uh, order whatever you want to order, order it, and I'll pay for it. And um, just let me do this for you. And he looked somewhat um, reluctant, but he went in anyway, and he ordered, and she paid for it. And as she was about to leave, he motioned to her that he wanted her to take the change that he had in her his hand. And she said, oh, no, that won't be necessary. And um, she proceeded to her hotel, and upon reflection, she said, you know, maybe I should have, um, maybe I should have received that. And the thought is, uh, I think, a very profound one. Uh, learning to give is a very important uh, uh, aspect of life. But I've learned that until we learn how to receive, then our giving is not authentic and genuine. Uh, there's a script that says it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So in transitioning from sinner to saint, understanding collectively what it's all about is that we have to learn how to receive in order to give. And what we have to understand is that all of our life comes from God. All of our life in terms of our skills, our talents, our gifts, all of these things belong to him. And they're given to us not for personal use, but for the collective use of our fellow man. And one way in which we worship God is through service to our fellow man. Back to you, Joyce. Thank you for that. And I, I did want to share where I got that information from because sure. I, I always give credit where credit is due. And that came from uh, Mighty Mom from Hub Pages. I found a lot of information in Hub Pages from different authors, and she goes under the name Mighty Mom, and I thought that was very powerful information. So Indeed. as we're winding down here, we have a couple of minutes. Is there anything you want to say, Pastor, to wrap up? Yes, I do. You know, you talk about being saint and sinner, and I share with you that my children are angels, but also uh, state that they are good and bad angels, and on a given day, my kids can be both. Well, you asked me at the top of our, not this show, but in our phone conversation earlier, you asked, are you a saint or are you a sinner? <laughs> and my response to you was, I'm both. <laughs> and to let you know how human I am, uh, I was in Los Angeles a few years ago, and I was assisting individuals uh, find housing. Uh, and I'd gone to the uh, housing um, department there in Los Angeles, and I was up there for about 10 minutes. I came down, and I saw this lady that looked like a bag lady, meaning a homeless individual. And she was coming towards me, and I quickly turned away. Uh, to avoid having any contact with her because I had another appointment. I had to be on my way. I had to walk about two blocks to my car. When I reached my car, I realized I didn't have my phone to call my next appointment. Well, I had to walk back. Needless to say, guess who's standing on the corner? That same lady I wanted to avoid. 
The voice came to me and said, go and find out what that lady needs. Sure enough, there was a store uh, there uh, that was a, a medical supply store, and the lady wanted to know what time did it open or was it open, so I was able to read the sign. It was closed for lunch. It would be open at 1 o'clock. Needless to say, the lady was not a bag lady, even though she was carrying bags. She just come in town. She was waiting for her son to pick her up, and she just needed some information from me to assist her in finding out what time the store opened. So on that given day, I was a saint and a sinner. Unfortunately, I was a sinner first because I didn't want to be bothered, and I didn't want to take the time to find out what it was that she needed. But given the chance, again, when I realized I didn't have my phone, I made sure I didn't pass that lady up. And so we all on any given day can be both, and what we want to do is strive each day to be more of a saint than a sinner. Oh, what a good message in closing for sure. I thank you, Pastor Henderson. Always love doing the show with you. Folks, you really want to listen to yesterday's show. Keep the spirit of St. Patrick's Day with you for another 24 hours. Joyce Barry and Friends. Dot com Barry B A R R I E. Tune into the show yesterday. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day with us. Also, uh, two great shows about the Bible, February 18, February 25, with Pastor Henderson in our archives. That's what I love about the show, folks. It's not just those of you who are listening worldwide in the moment, right here, right now, via the computer, listening in the studio, listening in the chat room. But the minute we're off the air, the show show is archived and we never take it out of archives i've been doing joyce barry and friends going on four years i believe it's june 10 10 that i did the first joyce barry and friends show it'll be our fourth year anniversary coming up we'll certainly do something to acknowledge that and prior to that i did a show with three alpha males three very powerful men i was i was the female voice for about a year and a half and what was funny about that was they went through three four women before me that didn't make it till the end of the day when they said this isn't working and when they heard me on a conference call on a leadership they said that's the one and and we will do whatever we can to keep her and i mention that only because that changed my life and my destiny i I love doing the show with them i love doing the show on my own and uh i would have still probably been doing it with them but at that point they decided to go into their full-time businesses and they didn't have time in the middle of their day to take time for the show so i acknowledge them for uh discovering me specifically bill brill Mm. who hosts me on the conference call and he said that's the one she'll last and the rest Mm -hmm. is history so do tune into the show I'm so proud to say it was picked by blog talk radio yesterday's show as one of the best shows of the day and and people are still tuning in and listening to why not continue with the celebration it's kind of like for me Christmas where a week certainly isn't enough for me to celebrate Christmas (laughs) I need the whole year so on on that note pastor may you and your family be blessed same true for all our listeners our supporters our friends and family and go out not only celebrate saint patrick's day celebrate every day see what you can do to make the world a better place one person and one positive action at a time let's all join hands and celebrate together
I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. (laughs) Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. A matchup. And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.